0: Welcome to the listener. Now, what a couple few days. This has been absolutely uh, amazing, full of excitement. We have seen major stars going to different teams. Johnny Goudreau going to the Columbus Boot Jackets. Ryan Strom going to the Anaheim Ducks. Although I don't think many fans care too much about that. But we have seen plenty of interesting moves. Obviously, Claude Giroux going to the Ottawa Senders. Three year deal, and that, that's going to be really exciting for Ottawa fans who now legitimately have an exciting and pretty serious top six forwards. Yeah, uh, going forward into the next season, we have seen several other top players going to other teams, but one or few players that we haven't seen move yet, Nansen Kadri hasn't moved anywhere. Nope, and same with John Klingberg. Now, I think with John Klingberg, people are being cautious because he's a very good offensive forward. Defenseman. but he can't defend.
1: You mean defenseman, offensive, sorry,
0: sorry de- yeah. offensive defenseman. My yeah. apologies. Yeah, and in the case of Nazan Kadri, I think he's still trying to find the right fit. Um, I, I think we could see him signing somewhere in the next day or two. Um, especially given how most of the top end free agents have already been signed by several teams, <clears throat> and I, I was a little surprised. I mean, David Perron, for example, to Detroit Red Wings, and Andrew Kopp as well. So my goodness, uh, we're, we're seeing yeah. some things in uh, different... Well, I think uh, the big...
1: Sorry. I was just no, no I just we're right?
0: seeing some uh, Atlantic division getting stronger and, and other divisions as well.
1: Yeah, I think the biggest surprise is definitely Johnny Hockey. Um, I don't know what the betting odds, but I'm sure if someone had bet Columbus a week ago, they would have made a lot of Monday. Um, so that would be for him being uh, to going there, sorry. Yeah. Um, on, on, other than that, I think with Detroit, you mentioned they had a big splurge. They had a lot of cap space. Um, not a lot of teams, a lot, not a lot of contenders had a lot of cap space. You see the Rangers actually kind of take shape with getting um, uh, Trochek on a big yeah. deal, yeah. which I'm a bit questionable on, truthfully. I really like Trochek, but that seems like a big overpay. That's a lot of term. Um, That's a yeah. lot
0: of term for him. Seven years, I believe. No,
1: yeah, and even the AAV is pretty high, I think it's six something. So, um, anyways, overall, it's uh 5.6525. But overall, I think kind of very interesting free agency. Still, a couple big names out there, big trades with Brent Burns going to Carolina and Patch Reddy going to Carolina for literally nothing. And I'm sure there's more to coming. Connor Brown got traded. You, that's what those are the kind of trades you start seeing during free agency just because teams that lose out on players or basically take advantage of a cap crunch um, get deals done as well during uh, free agency. And, and that's why we've seen so much activity at the draft and, and yesterday and, and probably in the next couple of days as well.
0: Can we just not forget? Uh, ben Chirac signed four-year deal at four point seven five with the Detroit Red Wings. Like, I mean, great, I great for him. Great for like, you yeah, yeah. can't
1: complain if you're the the person making that money. You can't hate on the player, just hate on the team for giving all that money out. But uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Nat, there's a couple. Just really weird deals. But overall, it kind of makes sense. Normally, free agents, frenzy, it's a lot of overpay more than value deals, right? Right. You don't really see that as often, um, and even with extensions as well. Um, but yeah, a lot of moving parts. And why don't we start with the Canadian teams and then we'll analyze all the the big movers uh, uh, in the past day or two.
0: Right. So M- Montreal staying relatively same. Uh, although we have it as Pierre-Luc Dubois obviously wants to move to Montreal. Do we see this as a genuine possibility? Or, I mean, it, it'll be hard. It'll be hard to convince Winnipeg to go down that road. But they, they don't really have any cap space to even sign uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois or, or uh, well, trade firm, that is. Unless they actually get rid of a, a decent contract.
1: Yeah, I think with the price thing, if, if obviously, if he's LTRR, they have $10 million in cap space. So um, that's probably depending on price's situation. And they have a bunch of big contracts. The problem is a lot of them have a lot of term left. There's not a lot of expiring. The only real big money they have coming off the books is Dadanov really. Um, but, yeah, I think it makes sense. They don't have a lot of cap space. They're not in a win-now mo- mode. They're not going to be – and. The thing is Bergevin left them with so many bad contracts. Like if you can go over kind of their cap friendly, if if you will right now, but they have, for example, Gallagher at six six 6.5 for another five years, Anderson 5.5 for another five years, Hoffman 4.5 for two years, Dvorak 4.45 for three, Armia 3.4, Olivier's boy for a couple of years. And then obviously Petrie has a lot of money. Left and same with Savard, so they don't have guys just big expirings to offload. Um, but you never know. But it makes sense that they've been kind of pretty, uh, kind of relaxed, and they're not in a win now mode. Um, I think if they do go for Dubois, that's going to be very interesting. If I were them, I'd just wait it out. Um, because and, I and can- if
0: they were to go down down that road, it, it would seem less of a rebuild and more as a retool, perhaps uh kind of bringing in the new core but as well making the most out of the old core except given what we saw last year uh it doesn't seem enough now these they they're not skilled enough they don't have enough high end talent um they will in the future with the young players but not at the current moment
1: no they they're just not a good enough team and i just think the 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 ask probably for dubois with two years until free agency is too much for them I think if you're the Jets, you're asking for their first round pick this year and then a top prospect at the very least. And assuming a sign in trade for long term is kind of made. And if I'm the Habs, maybe I guess I trade the, the Florida pick, but that's unprotected too. So why am I trading those picks that could be Connor Bedard or Mitchkov for Dubois as much as I like Dubois? I probably can wait it out and get him in free agency. So I just saw that from a reporter saying that they've talked to the jets about it. And I, I didn't, I don't, I don't think it'll happen unless the jets are completely blown away. And the Habs have a lot of guys they've just picked, but they actually don't have a lot of prospects that are kind of other than Slavkovsky that you feel are kind of really top, top end. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of happens. I wish we had our resident, Habs expert Olivier to to talk more but I think that's kind of it and I'm sure they'll add a couple kind of little contracts or players here and there around the fringes but I think they're tanking for Bedard with the young core group and seeing Doc and Suzuki and Caulfield trying to expand and get better and give them a bunch of playing time and play free and lose a lot of games.
0: (laughs) Of course they can't say that they're going to do that but I mean it does seem that way and given what they have and what they are lacking uh well i mean they, they are bound to go down that direction
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah all right vancouver canucks now vancouver i guess there were some surprises but it was yeah. also relatively quiet for the most part uh, a lot of vancouver fans obviously were wanting to, to see some trades uh and and trades to that look for the future and not not just The now, you know, solving their now issues, uh, which is something that the previous organization or previous management they were always focused on the now, 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 never focused on the future. Now, uh, I I speak now. Um, They brought in Ilya Mikheyev on a rather expensive deal at four point four or four point seven five for four years, but there is some, uh, I would say, good use in that contract. Good, like, although it's expensive for him. I think you need to consider what he brings to the table in that he's okay. He's not the most gifted offensively, but he's a very skilled defensive or he's a very skilled penalty killer. He's very fast and he's a big body. And that's something that the Canucks simply do not have. And they really, really do need it. So it's something that, that that's a big commodity for them um, or just something that they, you know, they didn't really have. Right. So it's it's good, uh, and then with the addition of uh, Curtis Lazar, now he's a center, a fourth line. He's going to be their fourth line center. Uh, something that we've had issues in the past with, so hopefully he'll solidify that. He actually had a pretty decent season overall in Boston. He's a little gritty and can get uh, he can get uh, on the edge, so to speak, and that's something that Vancouver really does not have so it's also something that that would you know work in their favor and of course curtis Lazar is also from the vancouver area i believe or or, i know he i know that he cheered for vancouver when he was younger uh i'm not entirely a fan of this three-year deal but it's three year at one mil and it seems that he has value going forward uh so i do like that but i mean the same questions haven't been answered in the fact that we okay we worked on our forward group you know, forward group should be decent, but our defense is still a hole. We don't know what this defense will offer. And other than Quinn Hughes being really good, uh, you know, Oliver ekman Larson had a fantastic year last year, but we don't know if the same will be uh, the same will be replic- replicated for this season. And then Tyler Myers, although he did play relatively well last season in a shutdown pairing with Oliver ekman Larson, we have no idea if they both can do the same uh, this coming season.
1: Yeah. No, I think it makes sense. I I think the Mikheyev, I think it's a bit of an overpay. I think that was what the market was saying. And his underlying numbers are really, really good. He's a middle six guy. He really struggled scoring, but he'd get a lot of chances. And then he started Mm -hmm. scoring this year. I mean, the good thing is you're paying him in his prime of his, he's what, 27. So you're basically paying him through his prime. I think it's still an overpay and I don't really get why you're addressing forwards. I'd rather get Josh Manson at that money. Although I don't think he was a target necessarily, but, and his age, he's a bit older, but that kind yep. of, I would have rather used that money on a defenseman rather than a middle six, but <laughs>
0: And it leaves you to believe that maybe they were hoping for, you know, more calls for JT Miller or someone else. Now the JT Miller front, it was quiet on trade or the free agency day. I don't, I don't believe they got a single call uh, for him. So uh, stark contrast compared to the uh, uh, drafting day where they got a few calls for JT Miller or before, Um, but there's still time trades can still happen, but it Vancouver does need to rebuild their blue line. And one of the biggest issues is that they really don't have anyone in their system that, I mean, unless maybe two years from now, there might be someone that can come up, but currently they, they, their system is so uh, weak. They don't really have any depth in their system. So no one can really come up and fill that role.
1: Yeah. I think uh, I know Elliot Friedman. I was listening to Donnie and Dolly just for, for uh, Kieran. Um, the uh, uh, show up based in Vancouver and Elliot Friedman was on and he was talking about how they had kicked tires on John Marino. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense in a Connor Garland kind of framework where it's even money. And um, basically, you know, uh, right now, I believe the Penguins have nine defensemen on their current roster right now. And that's definitely not attainable. They have to trade one. um, And presumably we'd see it in the next couple of days. So I just think in, in terms of that, um, it makes a lot of sense that that is a kind of deal the Canucks would make, and then keep Miller and maybe try to re-sign him. Um, John Marino has a lot of terms, so they don't really have to worry about the cap hit as much or re-signing him. So that's a kind of deal, and then just play with Miller and maybe trade him at the deadline, and you probably will get just as much flat value when you eat half his salary and kind of stuff like that. So. Um, I just think because you have to sign Miller to an extension, his age curve, it just doesn't make a lot of sense for other teams, even though his cap is great right now, it's not going to be in a couple of years. So, for example, the Islanders, I know we're interested, but they have no cap room going forward. I don't know how they're going to pay Miller. So, um, but Bo Horvat's of UFA in a year from now, but all signs seem to suggest that he's going to get extended. But anyways, they have a lot of guys because of Benning a lot of bad contracts and they have a lot of decisions to make. And obviously we touched upon Besser earlier, but overall I think I didn't really love what they did, but um, they didn't do anything chaotic or stupid like in previous free agent frenzies for the Vancouver Canucks.
0: And and that's the thing. They weren't impulsive as, as we had seen with the Benning era Uh, But I would say with Rutherford, you know, the Rutherford special is, you know, if I have a problem, I'm going to fill I'm going to solve my problem by solving your problem. So if the, you know, Pittsburgh Penguins have an excess Mm -hmm. of defense, you know, we'll take a defenseman and we'll give you something that you guys need in this case, you know, Vancouver has an excess of technically top six forwards. Because we really don't have any forwards that can defend well, or 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 you know play on the PK that well, uh, which is why the team has been trying to get Bohorvad and Elise Pedersen to play that role. Uh, but by no means are they actually prolific at it, or, yeah. or just good at it in general. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it would be interesting to see that because Rutherford does do that on numerous occasions. He did that several times. In, uh, in Pittsburgh, especially with the, you know, Pearson and uh, Gabranson trades and so on.
1: And, um, and people like that, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So maybe we'll see something like that. But I mean, a, lot, a lot of time remains before, you know, the final team goes in for training camp and, and so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now, Ottawa, they obviously signed Claude Giroux. They Mm. just re-signed Josh Norris to a eight-year seven-point nine five million deal, which I think is pretty good for him, and especially if he's able to get uh, a little bit better. I I do think that he's more or less at his uh, you know peak level of what he could probably be. And I mean, thirty-five goal scores. I mean, that's hard to improve.
1: Yeah, I think he did have a higher than like he did have a very high shooting percentage. But he had a really high shooting percentage his whole... Like, if you look at his career, it's always in the 15 percentage, that kind of range, which is like an elite goal scorer. So, and now you put him with, um, with uh, Batherson and Kachuk or Dabrinkat or whoever, right, uh, on the power play as well. They're just going to be so loaded now. And obviously, Timmy um, with their top six, and it's going to be interchangeable. I just think overall... This might be a complete steal in the end of the day. Honestly, um, he was on pace for 45 goals on a mediocre team, um, but he was playing on the first line with good players. But then again, um, everyone coming back to Ottawa, other than maybe Giroux, should be better next year than they were the year prior, right? So, um, I think it's a really good deal. There's they could have bridged him, and it might have made it easier to get DeBrincat or. Um, resigned or even stutzlo. but overall, I think it's a really good deal. And again, the core they're building is just great. They have these guys locked up for basically six, seven years. Um, and just awesome to see because right now I think Batherson, Kachuk, Norris and Shabbat are all here until 27. So that's a really good core to have. And obviously Stutzlo is going to get off his entry level soon, but, then again, he's not going to have rights. You basically get him for at least two more years, and then maybe maybe he is just too expensive. Deprinket, obviously, elephant in the room. But the thing is now, like I've been talking to my Sense fans, uh, we have cap problems. Uh, this is really weird. I've never had this in the past five years, but it's going to be really tough to re-sign these guys. Um, the good thing is that the cap's going up. But overall, I think it's a really good deal. I don't think... Anything that he did was unsustainable in his first full NHL year. He had 17 and uh, in 56, which is on pace for 25 goals. Um, He's only 23. He should only be getting better. I think he will be a consistent 30 to 40 goal scorer. And if that's 80 and that's 8 million through his whole prime, like that's completely, that's awesome. And imagine his cap hit when, The salary cap's like $100 or something, and at the end of the contract, it's going to be a complete bargain. So Hmm. I think overall it's a great deal. Um, It does have implications towards, for example, Debrinket and Stutzla and other guys will have to sign, but the core is shaping up, and this team's going to be really good. They just need to address the defense.
0: And and that is the elephants in the room. their defense, uh, they haven't really made any change, or the, I don't think they've made a single change so far. No. Uh, currently, it's still Thomas Chabot, Nikita Zaitsev, Travis Hamanick, yeah. uh Adam Zub, Nick Holden, Jake Sanderson, who does look like he's if he can be healthy, will be in the lineup uh, coming the season, and then That's obviously the RFA in Eric Brandstrom.
1: All the indications are that. Um, uh, Zaitsev's going to get traded very soon, get cap-dumped probably to like an Arizona or Chicago or, or Anaheim, some team like that, um, probably with the pick they just got from Connor Brown, which I really didn't like that trade. I'll just touch upon it. I thought they could have got much more, but that leads me to believe that they're using that pick immediately to then make a trade. It hasn't happened yet, but I feel they could have waited it out um, but it's definitely almost a cap dump with Connor Brown, which sucks, but I think it also indicates that there's other moves other than Norris incoming, because I think that deal was kind of in place this whole offseason in terms of a 7 to 8 million. Like, they knew it was going to come in the 6 to 8 million, depending on kind of how much, mm. uh, if it was a bridge deal or a longer-term deal. So um I, there's been rumors uh, and from different places that John Klingberg's looking at a one-year big deal with Ottawa this year on a short-term deal, which I think would be very interesting. I don't really love the fit, but if that's able to happen, that'd be obviously right-shot defenseman, and then it takes him back to UFA, gives a couple is, more.
0: Is he the kind of defense that Ottawa needs, though? Because, you know, Ottawa, de- they, so they, they can score. They just can't defend.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, it's better than what they have. It, it's not, it's better than Travis Hamanick in almost every regard, but as a right shot D and I think Thompson and JBD are probably not. Uh, Jacob Bernard Docker is are probably not ready to, to be full-time regulars next year. I think they might be, but it's not a certainty. So test I don't
0: know in the last couple of games. I think season. if it's a
1: one-year deal, you get them for free and then, and then you see what happens and then he probably leaves and then you give another year to add another defenseman or go out and uh, um, make a trade. So I don't hate it. If it's a one-year deal, if it's a two-year deal, I do not like it um, just because we're going to have to pay to bring and Tim Stutzla and we just won't have the money. If let's say we sign them to a two times eight, I'm just making something up that mm-hmm. just screws us. We have to basically trade an impact player. So for me and,
0: and that's where the signing of say Claude Giroux does this make sense signing him right now.
1: It's more than you want. I think three times six and a half was, but I thought it would have been seven. I was a bit worried. That was my kind of that's the highest I'd go. It I think it they kind of met in the middle. I think the Sens probably wanted six. Again, it's 500,000. It's not the end of the world. Um, and the Sens have all this dead cap coming off in two years, not next year. They have a little bit, but. Overall, um, I think you get it done. It works and it doesn't strap you long-term. I think it, it's not it's not perfect. It, in an ideal world, you want it for two years, but I think you get it done. And then anyways, it entices players like Dabrinkit, Norris. It might have influenced his situation. Maybe Tim Stutzla. Your team's way better and you give up nothing. So yeah, I, it's probably ideally you would have wanted two years, probably, but I think to get it done, you do three. And he's going to be a great leader, and this team's going to be really good. I just and he
0: should have intrinsic value for the years to come. Exactly, like
1: all three seasons he should be good, and he's still good. Like last year, he was a point of, over a point a game at in Florida. Even in Philly, he was okay. Like he had sixty-five points last year. Like this isn't. It's not like he sucks, right? And I think he had 80, 90 points like two years ago. So he's obviously on the regression part of the age curve, but he should still be like a 50, 60 point guy for probably at least the next two years and probably the end of the contract, kind of a 20 and 40 kind of of 20 goals, 40 assists kind of thing. So um, yeah, overall, again, you have to overpay a little bit, but none of these deals other than maybe Brown, I thought, kind of mistaken, and we'll see what they do. I'd be very surprised they don't have another defenseman in by the end of uh, the year, or by the start of the year, sorry. But we'll see. But I think Klingberg is a really interesting thing. Um, I don't love it. I'd rather get Uyghur and Extend or Chikrin, where you get cost certainty, but um, we'll, we'll see. But I think it's probably Chikrin, Marina. It's one of those fours probably on the sense at the start of the year is Klingberg. Chikrin, Marino, or Weger. And they all have good parts and they all have bad parts because of what you have to give up and what you don't. Um, The most you'd have to give up would be for Chikrin, who might be the best, but then Weger is from Ottawa. So you likely you're going to keep him and you can probably get him maybe a hometown discount. And in terms of uh, Marino, he has cost certainty for even longer. And then Klingberg is someone you get for free. So There's all I think there's a lot in the air, but overall, this team's going to be good. And if they can just get even a John Klingberg, I think they're going to be almost a playoff team. Honestly, Um, it just depends on, you know, they could get injured or COVID or whatever. But I think talent wise, they're really competing for a playoff team. And um, I think with Boston, I think they'll slide a bit. Florida, too. They've lost a bunch of guys. So, yeah. Anyways, that's my monologue.
0: All right, moving on to the Winnipeg Jets now. We are seeing uh, – well, I mean, after several years of being a really solid hockey team, it seems like that's starting to come to a close.
1: I don't know. I, I think – well, I think they'll be better next year, but oh, I don't – the thing is is that I, I wish they weren't in a sense. I think the right thing to do would be blow it up. If you had any way you could convince Connor Hellebuck of staying – um, I think you try to trade PLD and then try to tr- trade Shifley and just get as much assets as you could. <clears throat> that seems unlikely. Um, and just play with Ealers and Connor and keep the defense. But, um, I think if you run it back and you have a defensive coach, they're going to probably be a playoff team, honestly. They still, like, even last year, they had the talent, they just were probably the biggest most underwhelming team in the league I think Vegas could have a shout in that but they had all those injuries too so I think if Vegas had their goal not both goalies get injured for the whole year or for a lot of parts of the year and like Stone was out Pacioretty was out I think Theodore and was out so um, Eichel obviously was out too for a while so um, overall, I think they were probably the most underwhelming team in terms of just the whole year. I think the Canucks were at a certain point and then kind of rebounded. So I think on paper, they should be content for the playoffs and maybe sneak in. And Rick Bonus is known for his defense. Look at Dallas last year, mm-hmm. kind of got that team to make the playoffs and talent-wise weren't that great. Well, so, especially their
0: top six, they're, they're aging quite a bit.
1: Yeah, and Cheru, uh, sorry, Ben and Sagan have not been good.
0: No, they've they've Uh, fallen down
1: quite a bit. Especially for their contracts. So um, I think he can probably have that kind of effect on the Jets. And I think they're just trying to squeak in. And they have the playoff experience. And maybe you make a run. You have kind of all the pieces. I think the thing they're missing is forward depth now because of all the guys that have left, like a cop, uh, stats, guys like that. And then I just don't think their decor has like enough pizzazz, I guess, to – to win at the highest level I like Josh Morrissey I like I think Henela and Sandberg can come up and be good players I think Henela can be top four even but Schmidt, Dylan, Pionk they're good but there's no kind of 1A and or top one or two defensemen I think Morrissey can maybe be a two but yeah so they're just and the Jets never do anything in free agency because no one wants to go to Winnipeg so I think that's all you can surmise. They've only all they've done is added David Riddick and lost Eric Comrie. I don't think much else will happen. They do have a lot of cap space, though.
0: Right. So it will it will be tricky to see or what they could do now. Uh, with with all the rumors of some of the players wanting to leave, uh, is it not time to capitalize on that and kind of make a move somewhere?
1: Yeah, I just think ownership and shovel day off to save his butt don't want to do that um and the Jets for the first time in a long time had trouble having sellouts they weren't a consistent sellout and I think that's a factor that they're thinking is we need butts in the seats we need this team to be competitive I don't think it's the best way to do it in the long term especially with this draft class and how bad the Jets have been um last year sorry um but I think they have the pieces again if Shifley can go from not the worst forward defensively in the league to a mediocrely bad defensive forward, same with Wheeler, they, and and even Connor to an extent. They could actually be a like a, a wild card to maybe a kind of divisional playoff team. So I think uh, if they can put it together, they might be exciting and just a much more pleasant year than the past year, but I don't expect much changes, even though I wish there was.
0: All right, Edmonton Oilers. Now, Edmonton did sign Evander Kane for a uh, four-times 5.125. They signed Brett Kulak, uh, as they really liked them last season, for a four-years, or I believe it was four years. Let me just – Yeah, it was four times – Four years, 2.750. And then, I mean, the big big player that they needed uh, was, in terms of goaltending, they got their guy in Jack Campbell at five-years times five. Uh, now, where do we see this team? Uh, I mean, I, well, I, before I get there, they, they still have three key RFAs that are uh, unsigned in Plu yarvi uh, Ryan McLeod and Yamamoto. All three are extremely important to their uh, power plays, uh, mm-hmm. their top two lines. And I, top I think nine. was, yeah, top top nine. Um, but there is some uncertainty, especially on Puljujarvi, as there were some talks that uh, might might see them uh, to be traded. But you know this team doesn't have that much cap space until you look at the seven point six six million that uh, Mike Smith and Clefbaum have as they both as they both are on the LTIR. Uh, but what realistically can this team do moving forward? And do we see this team as? perhaps being stronger than the last. I mean, I I certainly see their goaltending being significantly stronger. I'm still slightly worried about their offensive group in terms of their two-way game. We know that they can score, but I'm not convinced about their defending. Um, And then obviously on the back end, uh, I'm not a fan of many of the defensemen on this team. Um, I think they have some solid defenders, but they don't have anyone that's really uh, dominant enough.
1: Really well, in I, all the indi- all the indications was that Darnell Nurse was really injured in the playoff, um, and he played really poorly last year compared to the series against the Jets. He was a monster. He was amazing. So, <clears throat> overall, I agree. I think that, for me, it's more the decor, um, and they just don't have cap space to sign all those forwards. That's kind of mm-hmm. the big problem. And they've undervalued Poo Yarby so much that kind of they want to trade him and get, like, real assets back. and. They just don't play him enough and they never kind of give him enough of a chance or kind of praise him enough to really, I think he's a really good player. He just was unlucky this year in terms of goals and production and his underlying numbers were great. And he's still what, like 23, 24. So Uh,
0: 24. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So anyways, overall, I think this team should, if they could trade Puyarvi for a top defenseman, maybe an Ethan bear, um, which is ironic. They uh, got rid of him. Yeah, but they they kind of they have a bunch of kind of four or five defensemen with CC and even Tyson Berry, who's just horrible defensively and Kulak I like, but he should be your five defenseman. He shouldn't be your two or three. So um, Bouchard's been okay, but not probably as good as the hype considering he was, I think, a top 10 pick. So overall, the team is good. I think Campbell's a huge plus for them. If he can just play as well as he did in the playoffs way better than the goaltending they are getting. Um, But yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. I bet they at least trade one of those three forwards. I'd bet Puyarvi more than the others, but we'll see. And um, yeah, I think the problem is depth forwards and another kind of really solid defenseman. And I don't really see a, ne- a clear window for them getting that. But again, you have McDavid and Dreisaitl, and that can kind of overcome everything. Um, other They than- also
0: have about $4 million in both buy- buyout salary or buyout history and retained salary. So that certainly eats up at their bottom end forwards that they could potentially bring in yeah. to the
1: team. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's obviously a shame of buying out James Neal, but... Uh, that's the price you pay for making bad contracts, although that was Calgary. Um, but uh, but in their case, it was the Milan-Lucic deal. But mm-hmm. overall, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I, I, I think it will be more moves around the margins. They were rumored to get Connor Brown. I think that would have been a perfect deal for them, but it somehow fell through. He's kind of that perfect middle six. Kind of Zach Hyman, very similar to Zach Hyman. Um, and Zach, the
0: um, uh, cap space though for him.
1: I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not enough. For the three RFA's. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, I think the Sens didn't want Puyarvi back, which I'm kind of upset about, but they do have a lot of forwards right now. The, the problem isn't as much that. So we'll, but, we'll, well
0: also with what Puyarvi offers, if we're going to talk about say like how he might help the Ottawa senders, I don't see there being much value for him there because if you try to put him in any other position than a say top six role, he's not yeah. that prolific. He's not he's not really giving you much. He can't yeah. defend well, and he's
1: not in the top six. Like, and, and maybe exactly maybe he comes in, but like there's other guys that like a Matthew Joseph, a Foreman, and even a Pinto that might even slide in as well as Puyarvi. But besides the point, is um, I, I I think it'll be interesting to see what they do, but I don't think. You should expect any but big signings. But the one interesting thing is the Evander Kane deal, which did get done. It looked unlikely, and then it happened. Uh, with all his past, it's uh, interesting to say the least. But he was great for them, and he was on pace for, I think it was something like 40 goals with them. Um, so that's a big ad. I think keeping him is, in a way, an addition, and um, I think we will definitely make them better going forward as
0: it should now on the other side of uh, or i guess just a couple hours south of edmonton we have calgary uh we, we obviously talked a bit at the start about you know the elephant in the room johnny goudreau leaving now i i guess you know he wanted to go back to his hometown his hometown being i think in you know, like that tri-state area yeah uh, of like philadelphia or well i guess new jersey pennsylvania and i i guess new york i believe but i he, he ended up signing in uh, Columbus. Columbus. Now, I guess Ohio is close enough to the tri-state area. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not really that close, but. <laughs> but I it's way close closer enough. than Calgary. Yeah, no, no that that's true. That's like true.
1: Ohio to, to the Midwest is like a 40-minute flight or something like that. Yeah,
0: No, it's just. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's surprising that he ended up going there. Uh, but. Now, th- this does have ramifications for the Calgary Flames. Obviously, we, we talked be- between the two of us and, you know, does Kachuk really see his future in Calgary? Um, that guy's anyway, going to get What about Manjipani? I mean, I would say this is their time to maybe trade for someone, a top, top player, such as, I don't know, uh, obviously JT Miller is coming to mind, but you don't necessarily need JT Miller. It can be someone else of a similar cal- uh, caliber, like maybe talk to uh, Winnipeg with your, I, mean, I, I don't know how much they value Shifley or perhaps uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, but you know there are other options in the league as well. It's not just those mm-hmm. two teams. Um, and then obviously with Kadri still available, I mean, this could be a really solid signing for Kadri. Or for, for the Calgary Flames.
1: The, the only thing is Kadri already nixed the deal when he was with the Leafs. He vetoed mm-hmm. one. So I, I, it makes sense to me, honestly, if he were to go there. I just find it more unlikely. But Kadri isn't signed. I think with ever, all the indications, I think, with LeBron and Elliot Friedman and people like that is that Calgary was completely kind of floored and shocked by the decision because they offered him so much money. And I think they're probably going to take a bit of time. I think the Matthew Kachuk thing is very fascinating because he has so much leverage Because for a deal, for an extension, because they want to keep him because I'm sure they don't want to tank. They don't want to trade him. And would I be surprised? It Could Matthew Kachuk be making $11 million next year? I, I wouldn't be surprised because he has all the – and he's still young. He's 24. 24 he's entering his prime perfect really great player had a what 114 points last year something crazy like
0: 25 this year <laughs> so yeah.
1: we'll we'll see what happens but overall yeah it's it's gonna be interesting to see, see if i if i'm guessing with knowing the kachucks from kind of the Sens point of view um i bet he's gone uh at some time I, i'd be surprised he signs a, an extension there he might sign a one-year deal, but I, I'd be surprised he he kind of stays long. Uh, stays long there. He's a UFA after this next year, like his one year until UFA status. So, I think it's a big. It's going to be a lot of hurt for um, the Flames, but it might not even be the worst thing. I will say that because that team was amazing on paper, and they just got floored by the Oilers. And um, but even
0: against Dallas, they they couldn't score.
1: Yeah, they have exactly. really
0: good offense. But- yeah,
1: and that the team was built to be a cup contender and make the conference finals. You th- would have thought in that horrible division last year. So, well, I especially think-
0: with how poor Mike Smith and Koskinen were being, were playing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there was no reason for Calgary not to uh, score more goals. And even in the first game, they scored. Well, it was it was nine six against the Oilers. So yeah. definitely a little surprising to see, or not a little, it was <clears> astonishing <throat> to see. Uh, Calgary struggled that much yeah Um, but no you're right this team was built for the playoff success or for for the playoffs playoffs yeah Uh, but clearly there are several uh, question marks and can this team really push for it or do they have what it takes to get them to the next level Um, because I mean with Edmonton we certainly know that you know the uh, the top line train so to speak Mm -hmm. with you know Connor McDavid, Dreisaitl, Evander Kane, so on. If if they can get enough behind them, they're going to get to that level again.
1: Yeah, and I think in a weird way it could be a ble- as I said, just maybe a time to regroup. You trade Kachuk, you get a boat for him. You trade. I think maybe you keep Moncipani. You don't but have to do Chicago. Players.
0: But with this many good players, how can you justify tr- like but they, ha-
1: they but they had a lot of guys on kind of uh expirings right um like i will just get up their cap friendly they do have a lot of good players i'm not saying that but they also have a lot of expiring coming out they have monahan and lucic like dead money although lucic has been good for them um but they have money though yeah coming off they have uh linholm that's going to be a ufa in two years dubay they have mangi um like they have a, a fair bit of people locked in, but they're not kind of dead set on anything either. Um, they have to pay killing to, uh, shillington, sorry, as well. So, yeah, the problem is is they have a good goalie, and although he wasn't great in the playoffs, that makes it hard for you to kind of go to a tank, right? Like I think with the Jets, for example, or any other team that has kind of a, an elite goalie, or the Canucks, it's kind of hard to fully tank when you have kind of an elite goalie. So. Um, I think if I were them, I'd try to go after Kadri hard and mm. you get him. You'll still have cap space. You're basically using the Johnny Hockey money on Kadri. You have a lot of cap space and you'll have a lot of cap space going forward.
0: Exactly, with especially with America. the Milan Lucic and the Monahan contracts yeah. going
1: off. So I think that's the play. And if they miss out on him, I don't really know what they do. But well, there's I, no
0: big player left in the market. Yeah.
1: No. But They'll have they have I think like twenty seven million I'll double check. It's Apparently they have eighteen point four, 18.
0: four five.
1: Yeah, um, but Sean Monahan's on injured reserve, so we'll see. But mm-hmm. uh, that should be enough to re-sign their players and um, go from there, and maybe add on the, the side or go after Kadri and maybe dump a, a contract or buy out a contract or something like that.
0: Well, it'll be interesting to see what they do because they do have a a really strong core, really strong team left, even with Johnny Goudreau leaving. Um, He might, I mean, although he was probably their best player offensively in terms of offensive, you know, gifts, you know, being gifted offensively and whatnot, but, you know, Elias Lindholm was probably their best player, uh, or you could say Kachuk is or was um, depending on what happens, I suppose. Uh, but they do have a lot of options going forward, and they—I mean, their team is too good for them to give up right now. They have to fight for someone good in the uh, off-season, and then, as we mentioned, with next year, they have so much cap space. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I don't think they're going to be. Do you know who the UFOs are next year?
1: Yeah. Oh, I'll check. But if I keep going, keep going, I don't want to take No, it. but like
0: with the space and and so on. And with such a decent core moving forward, yes, they'll have some key players in Yusuf Alamaki being uh, RFA next season. But you can afford them uh, with all these contracts going off. Uh, with the Monahan and Lucci's contract being up, um, I, it would just be a waste to see them give up. I, I think this is this has to be an opportunity for a retool. I, maybe get a bit faster in some areas. Maybe get uh, more balanced scoring. I'm not entirely sure what they might, uh, you know, what will get them to over the edge kind of thing, um, uh, but because it was, it certainly wasn't what they were doing before. Uh, and Daryl Sutter is a proven coach. He's gone, you know, a LA to the finals, and he's won two cups with them. So, I mean.
1: I- I I will sure it's say, I will say they would watch. be a very intriguing target for like a Patrick Kane if he mm. were to be traded because they'd have the cap space. Uh, I'm just looking at UFAs for next year. Ryan O'Reilly, that kind of make a lot of sense for them.
0: But he'd be much older, that's the thing.
1: Arosanko, yeah, but they're still really good players. Pacioretty, but one I think about a lot is Pasternak. That would make a lot of sense if they went after him maybe in a trade this year. They don't know if Sounds like it's unlikely or unsure that Pasternak's going to re-sign. So even Dylan Larkin, although I think he's going to stay. But there's a couple people they could maybe get as kind of a kind of try to like quiet with the Raptors where you get him for a year and then try to re-sign him. although it didn't work out. But they have people they could maybe kind of let, like imagine they sign Qadri and then they go after Kane right then, wow you're a sick team all of a sudden right
0: and you and you have
1: two guys that have that are, won the cup and that so, are combined better than Johnny Hockey so yeah I think that's the kind of thing if I were them I try to do or even go after a Pasternak um, if those kind of players come available because I think some will and a JT Miller makes a lot of sense too mm-hmm. honestly you get him for a year you see i don't know what the price is if i'm them i don't give up a 23 pick or first round pick sorry but i think vancouver might be forced to make a trade you could and the thing is for example calgary has a lot of defensemen you could trade kind of a zadorov or a get a right-handed
0: defenseman
1: or a killington i don't think they do that but there's like people they could trade if they really wanted to and hmm. um they have enough kind of prospects coming up where they could maybe make it work. So um, yeah. Anyways, long story short is they're probably the biggest loser of free agency and uh, it sucks, but I think we'll see kind of their outlook in the next kind of weeks or so as in what happens with Matt Kachuk. I think that's the biggest thing and then go from there. If they trade Kachuk, you think, you know, they're doing some sort of kind of rebuild retool, If they keep them, then they might be going after Big Fish or they might get a Nazem Khadri or someone like that.
0: Mm. A lot to do, a lot left to do, I should say. Uh, Exciting times and perhaps depressing times for the Calgary Flames. Now, the Toronto Maple Leafs, they really weren't busy. They didn't didn't really have much cap room, cap flexibility to work with. Uh, The 1A, 1B situation is Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov. Which I think is a massive risk. Although, I mean, there is a very slight, and by slight, I mean very minimal chance that you know halfway through the season we'll say, oh my goodness, Cal Dubas was brilliant in taking these two players. But I don't think it's going to look like that. Um, Matt Murray really hasn't been healthy the last couple of seasons. And when he's been unhealthy, he hasn't been good. Been
1: healthy. What? Nothing. It's fine. <laughs> You said unhealthy, but yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, and then with with Ilya Samsonov, he's also been inconsistent. And last year, he really wasn't that great to the point where Washington just, I guess, were fed up with him or thought that they could do better elsewhere. Obviously, they brought in Darcy Kemper. Um, but I, I think this is a very big risk to take on. And I'm not sure this risk will pay off. And if it doesn't, well... I'd expect both the general manager and Kyle Dubas and head coach Elton Keefe to be well canned. Uh, just, this is this do you not think they could have just re signed Jack Campbell?
1: Yeah, 4.7
0: million for Matt Murray. The, like
1: the thing is, is that what Kyle Dubas said when he was asked was the reason was term, and I get it because I think Campbell's almost 31, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see, what is he? He's 30, yeah, I think he's like 31, 32. He's 30s, 30 but he's, okay. yeah. So he's going into his age 30s year or season. Like he'll be 31 in the playoffs. Uh, yeah. So overall, I think that was the biggest sticking point, especially with Matthews going to free agency soon.
0: Well, we, we, okay. Well, that's speculation. We no, no, not- no.
1: But you'll have to re sign him to a big deal in two years either way. Like either he leaves and you're stuck with a contract that sucks or or and i don't think it would suck that much or you need space for matthews and i'm sure matthews is asking for like 16 million or something crazy like that mm. which i don't think he's undeserving or anything or anything but <clears throat> you need to keep cap flexibility for him so overall I, I didn't like the moves i think they should have tried to keep campbell and just gone all in um, I think again the deal with Ottawa, D- Dorian really fleeced them, um, and the comments were really funny. I don't know if you caught it, where, where Dubas said it, that he was told either you, you I you make this deal or you don't get him at all.
0: Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, got, I mean, it's kind you, of a dick move, but it, I mean, worked <laughs> brilliantly on the part of Pierre Dorian, Dorian. I think
1: I think if Murray is in for half the salary retained or with a third team or something like that the trade makes way more sense because when you're the Leafs and you're so cap constrained, that one and a half million dollars that you save because of the 50% retention makes all the, all the sense in the world. Like it, that's a player for them. Mm-hmm. That's like almost half a player or player and a half. Right. Because they're getting someone on a 700,000 and then a $1 million deal. Right. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that really affects their depth forwards primarily as well. So overall, I <clears throat> don't don't like what they've done. It's a huge bet. And if they suck this year or lose in the first round and it has anything to do with goaltending or even depth for that matter, uh, I don't – Kyle Dubas is gone. He's gone all in with how he th- sees the game. You kind of have to admire it, but – you really think, why didn't they figure out the Jack Campbell thing earlier? And if so, why didn't they trade him? Because they could have got someone just as good or in that kind of vicinity.
0: The other thing to consider, and if we look past this season, they have five uh, UFA forwards that are going to be off contract. They have two RFAs, and then the defense still have one UFA. And uh, Justin Hall, who I don't think they're going to sign again, uh, or sign at all. Um, And then you have Nealander and Matthews, who will have one more season after this coming season. What like this seems like a gong show. I mean, this has to be their time to push to the next level and and prove that they can do it because their chance altogether it's coming to an end it's coming to a close
1: and that's the thing right is that's the bigger Is you're betting on samsonov who's been bad in the playoffs i I, th- I just had his stats but i went went away but um was terrible last year and then you have murray who actually when he played was pretty good other than a couple games where he got injured um but was only played what 25 games i think it was 20 games last year he played so little right and that's the problem: is that you have this year where you should be going all in. We're ready, we're here, and you're we're, you're relying on someone that didn't even get qualified by the Capitals, mm-hmm. and Matt Murray, who was basically being forced out of Ottawa, and it wasn't like Ottawa had. I love Forsberg, but that I wouldn't say he's this incredible goalie. He's been good, but mm-hmm. you get my point. Yeah. So, yeah, they this is a huge gamble and it's looks like a mess and it kind of seems like it's doomed to fail. Um, The season. kind of. -hmm.
0: Do you think with, with Cal Dubas having given the Leafs so many opportunities to do better and to make it past the first round, do you think now he's saying, okay, you know what, you guys just need to figure it out. We've given you past uh, players of, you know, we're actually really good and, and could push you to the next level, but you guys just really haven't utilized it or, you know, made the best out of the opportunity, Um, this is all we can work with, just do your best kind of thing. Or is this, do you think he's done this kind of on purpose, or is it a, they really, really just can't do anything?
1: I think he's, I I think he kind of feels, oh, goaltending's a, a gong show. You need a tandem. And look at the Colorado Avalanche. Kemper was like the worst save percentage ever to win the cup in like modern history
0: to be fair we also just found out after he won the cup that with the injury that he had to his left eye he had to essentially retrain his left eye how to see properly and how to track a puck. no
1: no no. I, I, but but that that's not even the point the point is that he wasn't as yeah. good right like he wasn't that good he so you was, can
0: win with a mediocre, yeah. with a mediocre goal. Now,
1: turn. do I think that Leafs team is as good as that Colorado team? No, but they I think the bookies have them as second favorites, which I think is a bit absurd. But they do have Austin Matthews. They do have Mitch Marner, and they do have – a—I think their D core I do really like. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. It's a big bet, and I bet you one thing, uh, if they don't win a playoff round this year – Kyle Dubas is no no longer and probably Brendan Shanahan is no longer the, the head of the Leafs and that'll and, be uh, that's a good Davis. look also for Austin Matthews in his last year there right so we'll see but uh if I'm a Leafs fan I am not what Sens fans are which is cloud nine um so yeah uh I think it's a big bet but well
0: and the, I guess the worst part of it all is I. That- the Leafs have stagnated to the point where, I mean, they, they really can't get past the first round. We've seen them so many years where they perhaps, even if they weren't necessarily the favorite team, they, they always had the opportunity to get past the first round. They just never took it. And now it's almost as if, you know, this team perhaps thought, you know, we have so many years together, we're going to do it. You know, it doesn't, it, it's okay if we lose this year, we'll have next year kind of thing. But next year is is pretty much last year like yeah after this season I mean with you know Alex Kerfoot they can't yeah. afford him no uh not. you know Michael Bunting if he's Michael Bunting has a similar season as he did last year
1: well, I mean, he's going either he's way someone's, to gonna, someone's gonna pay him more yeah. than nine hundred thousand or whatever it is
0: yeah he's getting 950 thousand uh, dollars I mean they just there's no room for success after that. They're going to have to completely retool their team. And it might actually have, it might be that they do actually sell uh, or or trade away either, you know, Matthews Marner or Nylander. Now I I don't think they I don't think any team would probably touch Tavares at that point. Um, Although maybe he, maybe teams would because at that point he'll be uh, I guess 33 ish. So maybe, but um I mean my goodness it, it's not looking good going forward
1: the one only good thing the problem is that the cap probably goes up the year Matthews leaves uh or would be able to leave but the cap is going up a little bit and with those contracts they'll just look better and better other than maybe Tavares because he's aging but like Nylander's a steal of a contract right now yeah the other two are kind of market value, but they would have been much more of a steal if it wasn't for COVID. So that helps them a little bit. But, yeah, the, the Leafs are in a bit of a hole. But who knows? Like, Matthews should get better. He had 60 goals last year. Marner had, what, 100 points. Nylander was a point-per-game player. Tavares is still good. Kerfoot was good last year. Their d have a lot of young guys coming up. Um, TJ Brody's still good. So, yeah. Um, they have when
0: to... taking the actual hometown discount to the, the literal meaning of hometown discount.
1: The one In thing two I would, years,
0: 800000
1: The one thing I would say is I believe that they, they're basically... They have to make a trade to dump salary. Um, because right now they're at, I think, $2 million available and they have Pierre Engvall and Rasmus Sandin that are going to make more than that. Unless they think Justin... Uh, not Justin Hall. Uh, Jake Muzzin is going to be LTIR. There's a lot of rumors that his body's kind of breaking down.
0: Or perhaps uh, Wayne Simmons, although that's not too that's much. That's
1: not really enough to make yeah. it. So um, they have literally 2 million and they will have to, they have to make a move or someone has to go on LTIR. So um, just stuff to follow in the off season uh, going forward.
0: Well, I think that kind of ends it there. Uh there are other signings that took place. For example, Malkin staying with the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh Robert Thomas getting his 8 times 8. What about the trio from Tampa Bay? Sergachev was 8 years, 8 times 8 million, uh Chernak for 8 years, I think it was 4.2, uh Anthony Sorelli for 8 years, 5.2. Mm-hmm. They're, they're trying to keep their core. I mean, this this is crazy. And, and also, they, they also signed Nick Paul to an extension at the beginning of the trade. Uh, yeah,
1: no, they, they're going all in. And I mean, I love it. I, I think Sergachev is a bit more than I like. I don't really believe in him that much for the money. But again, you have him for his prime and you have him as the cap continues to go up. Um, They have guys that are going to be leaving or that are going to be priced out like they'll have more cap space. I, I'm sure Kalorn will be gone next year, sadly, just mm-hmm. priced out. But they still have Hagel on that good deal. Yeah. They have Mestikov. They have kind of room around the edges. Good players. Maroon, Perry are are still there um, on really contract, um, more team-friendly deals, sorry. Um, And Calfoot is a year away. So they'll they'll have to make some moves, but they have the cap actually to make these moves work because all their great players are already locked in and the cap's going to go up. So we'll see how it goes, but it's a, it's a good move for them. And um, good for those guys. They all deserve the money, been great players and huge parts of a cup contender.
0: Yeah. nichushkin staying in Colorado and then Burakovsky going to Seattle. So we are seeing some movement and some players staying, but mm-hmm. overall, I, I think Manson it's a pretty... Staying. Colorado. Pretty interesting, uh, free agency and and trays and so on. Uh, yeah, obviously, as you mentioned before, Brent Burns going to Colorado or uh, Carolina. Can sorry. we talk?
1: Can we talk about Carolina for a second? Because yeah, go, for it, go they, for it. I think they're the. I want to say the sense, but in terms of teams that are going to be a cup contender, they made moves that I think they become a cup contender. Or not that they weren't before, but patcher is an amazing player, and they they got him for nothing, mm-hmm. and. They get a – I think they got another goalie. They got the Coglin guy too. Am I correct, I believe? And then they obviously get Brent Burns. I'm just going over their cap friendly right now. And those are just great deals. They still have a bit of money to play with. They need to sign Nekash and Ethan Bear, but – They um, did
0: lose uh, Vincent Trocek though. So they are a little weaker. They did.
1: They did. And they're going to lose uh, Nita Ryder, I'd imagine, as well. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but – but like you look at this team, they have Kaki Niemi, Teravinan, Stahl, Patri, Stretchnikov, Aho, oh, yeah. Kasha is a good depth player. Martinuk's good. Oh, Seth- they
0: found Andre Kasha, that's really good.
1: Yeah. Seth Jarvis is really good on a entry level um, deal. They have still they'll have Nick Cash, and then obviously their decor. They have Coglin, who's been a good player. They have Pesci, Ske, uh, Shea, sorry. Burns, Slavin, just on great value contracts. My worry really with this team is the goaltending. Both goalies are UFAs, but also they were both injured during the playoffs last year. Anderson didn't even play. So, but on paper, this team's built like a truck, just great team, fast, big, hard, uh, like hard to play against. They're going to be great.
0: Definitely did underperform last at the end, or I guess during the Against playoffs, the yeah. Uh, but yeah, those injuries did. Hey,
1: uh, I'm so glad they got my Jets a first round pick. So, Oh, sorry. I'll just <laughs>
0: so. But yeah, no, no, it'll be interesting to see how they do at the end of the season. Uh, they were definitely well poised to be much better or should have done better than they ended up doing. Uh, I guess, unfortunately for them, that just really didn't end up being the case. But I guess moving forward, they do have a really strong team. And, I mean, expect to see this team fighting for – I mean, they should make it to the conference finals or they should push for the conference finals.
1: Yeah, they should be a cup contender. Uh, But, like, it's the playoffs. Anything can happen. But, yeah, they they should be the – they're probably the best team in the Metro going into next season. It'll still be interesting to see maybe the Rangers – Kind of, if Shesterkin's as good as he was last season, they, they yeah. could
0: push for that,
1: yeah, yeah. But again, Penguins should have won that series and they have pretty much the same roster, so um, we'll see. And the Rangers lost a bunch of guys too, like Strom, Kopp, they got mm-hmm. Trochuk, of course, but um,
0: can't replace the entire productivity, from- <clears> yeah.
1: Productivity. So, but I think for them, it's they have a lot of young players they're hoping for internal development, like Lafreniere, Kako guys like that um, Schneider Miller I D. really D.
0: want to see a trade for JT Miller and Schneider involved and
1: yeah I, I just think if I'm the Rangers I don't make that yeah because he's so good they their D's gonna be really good going forward <sighs> yeah anyways anything else you want to touch upon or
0: I think that's good. I think that pretty much caps it all. So uh, thank you, Alex, as always, for being there. And uh, thank you, dear Listener, for taking the time and tuning into this week's, or I guess the second podcast of this week. Uh, we hope to bring you many more coming forward. And, I mean, hey, soccer season, free agency, and, and signings are still going on. I mean, it's not really free agency. right? Summer signings are still going on, and and we'll have something for you all sometime soon. I know as much as I might want to do something on cricket, I don't think that's ever going to exist. No. Uh, but thank you, dear listener, for tuning in, and as always, take care. Cheers. Bye.